LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to Ask Me Anything with Pastor J.D. Greer. Honest questions, quick answers. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker, and this is where J.D. Greer says, Ask Me Anything. This is Ask Me Anything. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker, where Pastor J.D. Greer says, ask me anything. And uh, I can't think of something that is probably more difficult to ask or discuss than talking with your kids about sex. And um, mm, this is Jade, the time when I wish the podcast was called Ask Me Something Else. Yes. I had that option. <laughs> and you and I've had that conversation about where you've had to talk about the birds. And well, the I birds. had to clean up one that your wife, a situation your wife created. <laughs> so my wife. One night was talking uh, years ago was saying in a in a small group setting of volunteers during a weekend service. And my nine year old daughter was standing there. Says, um, "You guys can pray for us. Todd and I um, are really trying to get pregnant." To which um, JD's nine year old says, "What do you mean by that, Mrs. Unzicker? What do you mean trying to get trying pregnant? to get pregnant?" And so Ashley said, um, "Well, um, go ask your mom and dad." And I think it was the next morning at breakfast with your seven-year-old and your five-year-old and your three-year-old. Right. She so asked my, the question. How, is, how are Mr. Todd and Miss Ashley <laughs> trying to get pregnant? What are they trying? So, um, yes. Yeah, so this isn't the first time that we have discussed. Um, I went on Ashley to make a rap video based on that theme. Yes. But. Yeah, she's, she's known for that. But in all seriousness, um, this is something that obviously uh, kids now um, are looking at it younger as their sexual identity and asking questions at a younger age and just more precarious issues than maybe when you and I were growing up. So how do you guide your kids who are exploring their sexual identity? Yeah, well, this really is an excellent question. And while, it, it, yeah, I, I get there's a certain level of discomfort we all have with this, this is one that I think as parents we need to understand and as pastors I need specifically to be able to answer that. Now, let me be very clear. I'm not a child psychologist, and I'm not an expert in this area. And so um, what I am going to share are things that I've learned from our pastoral counselor on staff here, a guy named Brad Hambrick, mm. such a great resource for this church, and he um, just stays up with a lot of the the developments. I, I, I This is one of the subjects that when I get into it, I realize very quickly that what I don't know greatly exceeds what I, I do know. And if I could just sort of stop there for a minute and say that's kind of one of the most important concepts or elements of this is just doing it with a lot of humility mm-hmm. and less confidence than you know just knowing, oh, I, of course everybody understands this. And, and it's I'll so just... vastly different than when you and I were coming up. Right. Well, just... sexuality is the same, but the questions that they're hit by and what's, right. what's seen as normal. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what is talked about and presented as, well, of course, this is a valid question. And, and most of our kids, you know, even at young ages already know somebody who is is wrestling through these issues and being encouraged along by their parents or their teachers. So um, I think we have to do this with a lot of pastoral and um, what I call counseling sensitivity. When I was in seminary, um, my favorite class that I took was by a counseling professor. And I just remember watching the, the the skilled way that he would unlock the scriptures and the other side of it was people's hearts. 
And I thought, man, if I could preach like anybody, I want to preach like a counselor, because that's how Jesus was. He understood not just the question that was being asked, but the soul things that were behind them. So um, anyway, Brad's been a big influence on me. Brad Hambrick, you can check out all of it. He's got resources that go yeah, into Brad a lot Hambrick. more depth. BradHambrick.com, that's right. All right, when talking with kids specifically about sexual identity, here are a handful of ideas, most of which, like, like I said, I borrowed from Brad. The first one is that the talk, what we call the talk, it's just different today than it was for you and I growing up. Todd, you, you, know, you just kind of alluded to that. Uh, what I mean by that is a couple things. First, kids are just not as curious about sex in the sense of like it's this weird kind of mystical, what is otherworldly type of thing um, because it's talk about it is pretty universal. Um, as our as our, our as our society's views about gender identity as they evolve, our kids are going to get exposed to these different ideas. Um, some of them we may never even have heard as adults. The second thing to realize there on this one is that stats tell us that they're going to be exposed to to these ideas way earlier than most of us most of us were. And if you're waiting until you had the, these questions to bring it up with your kids, then you're probably two or three steps too late. And in fact, when you think I'm, maybe I should be doing this now, it probably means that you're on the tail end of that window of when you should be doing it. Um, so you just got to do it earlier than you expect. Second idea is that when our kids bring up a potentially awkward subject, you know, I think a key thing here is that poker face, not not overreacting. That's true whether they're asking about gender identity for himself or herself or for somebody else or just out of curiosity. Um, that initial response can set the tone for all future conversations. Is this going to be met with um, anger? Is it going to be met with confusion and and and, and just disapproval? And you know, we we know as parents when it, when a kid senses, man, this is not a safe place right. to ask that question, then you're not going to be the person they ask that to. Right. Yeah. So it's just, you know, to, I don't, I don't mean to say anything that's incorrect, but, but saying, Hey, this is, you know, this is an important discussion for us to have. And the one thing I, I told one of my kids this the other day, not talking about this specifically, but I said, I just want you to know that where, whatever you decide on this, even if I think you're wrong, I will always love you and I will always be your daddy and making sure that refrain you know, stays in their ears. And for every one thing I tell them that's wrong or right in their life, I tell them three times how much I love them and I'm proud of them and I approve of them. The third big idea is that we need to talk about sex and sexuality proactively, not just reactively, which it, it, that, that kind of flows from the previous one. Um, and it just, it's just the idea that that we, we can't wait till the questions are brought to us. We, we have to get ahead of them. I think if I could just draw a correlation real quick. With the church here, I used to, I think about 15 years ago in ministry, uh, the questions of homosexuality were kind of don't ask, don't tell. Like if if, if the unbeliever isn't going to bring it up, then I don't really want to take a chance at offending them by just launching Which out. Which was what thing. the president was saying at the time. That was sort of setting the exactly. tone of the culture. But now it is literally the first question that unbelievers have, um, truly unchurched people, when they come into the church. How do you feel about this? Right. And if I don't get ahead of that narrative and tell them, yes, we believe that this is wrong, but let me tell you how we feel about the homosexual person and the love that we have for them and all that, then then they write a false narrative. Well, same thing with our kids. we got to get ahead of these things so that we're not just reacting, but we're um, we're being proactive with them. Um, so the fourth of these five kind of shaping ideas here is that we need to ask our kids questions as much as we're probably about the same amount that we're trying to teach them. Uh, when a kid asks about sex, especially when they're younger, um, I'm thinking like elementary school here, the most important part of that conversation is going to be what you learn from them about what's going on in their heads. Mm. I, I don't mean that they're as wise as you are, but I mean that you need to know, you need to answer questions they're asking and not ones that they're not. So understanding why why is this thought in there and where is this coming from and and uh, what what's making them ask that question. So, you know, 
follow James's advice here and be 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 quick to uh, to hear and, and slow, slow to speak. speak. You don't normally think about that in parenting, but I think in this case, it's it's, it's very sound advice. So, in other words, the talk is going to look different. We don't want to overact. We want to be proactive. We want to ask questions as much as we're teaching. What would be the last thing you would tell us? Yeah, and that's it. it kind of covers all these ones that well, at least I hope it has. Um, we want our kids to have this balance that we talk a lot about here on Ask Me Anything, and that is this balance of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. We want them to be biblically informed with truth, but then personally compassionate. And yes, we want them to know how to separate truth from error and right from wrong. But we also want to teach them that every person, regardless of you know what gender confusion they're experiencing or what sinful choices they make, that they are created in the image of God, they have dignity, and they are, are worth our love and our attention. We don't have to agree with somebody. Um, to understand their experience um, or, or, or or to choose to love them. Um, like I said, we have to teach them most first and foremost is this is not a, a class of people. Oh, the you know the the, the gays, the lesbians, the, those people that are confused. It's is we teach them that man, these are people that are, are just like you and me, made in the image of God of equal value. And here's what we believe the Bible teaches. And and you know what? Um, I, I'm a sinner too. And uh, you know if if somebody says they were born with these proclivities toward attraction to the opposite sex. Well, I was born selfish and manipulative and with a tendency to lie. Right. And both of us need to be born again by the blood of Jesus Christ. And there's hope for all of us. And so use this to teach our kids that that all of us, all of us deeply need Jesus. And all of us, while we may not struggle with exactly the same things, we're created in the image of God alike. And we have one hope of salvation, and that's in Jesus. That's great. Normally, I, I would tell you, uh, and I would say this, J.D., has written more about this. If you want to kind of delve deeper into it, you can find that at jdgreer.com. But he also, in this episode, specifically suggests bradhambrick.com. You can find out more information. He's our pastor of counseling at the Summit Church in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. This is Ask Me Anything. How do you guide your kids who are exploring their sexual identity here on the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network? And we want to encourage you to check out another podcast within this network. It's called The One Thing where it's co-hosted by Scott Sanders and Derek Hanna, who are going to explore crucial ministry topics that are relevant to your context. In each episode, you're going to hear one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry. So whether you're a lay leader or a pastor or just missions-minded and you want to learn from the Australian context, this podcast is for you. Just look up The One Thing on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. I'm your host, Todd Unziker, with Ask Me Anything with J.D. Greer. We'll see you next time on the podcast.